You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Man, there's feathers everywhere. <laughs> Take that, Tweety Bird. <laughs> this is almost live radio. <laughs> You're going to tell wow. Peter. You're not kidding. Wow. I'll be, I'll be locked up for sure. Man, crazy. So beautiful no. here. You're in DeSantis's Florida. You're not in Trudeau's yes. Canada. Uh, you're Do whatever you kidding, want, buddy. Oh, the, the the smell of freedom is unbelievable here. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, it's it's hard. I, I got to be honest with you. It's hard thinking going back with the events of this week, and seeing that in my country. Mm. God keep our land glorious and free. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have to change our national anthem. Oh, that's terrible. If you I can control it. the communication, yeah. you control everybody. Yeah, that's what Hitler so did. So when you take over communication and mm-hmm. education, yeah. then registration is yeah. not too far behind. And yeah. now once you're in line, man, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Sad, sad well, state of I, affairs. I watched some video of a uh, the president of the European... Uh, union banking system. Oh. And what they have instituted already is um, they have now a digital currency. Yes. And so they're saying they they will allow, they don't want it, but they will allow you to use cash for some things under a thousand euros. Mm-hmm. But any purchase over a thousand euros must be made on uh, their digital currency. So in other words, through the whole computer system. And she said the purpose of that is for control. Yeah. She just came out and said it. It is for (laughs) control. Yeah, absolutely. Canada was the first nation to strike an agreement with the Netherlands to use digital currency only. Mm. So it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, Yeah. but to be acquired, no cash. And yes. they'll let you use cash. They don't right. want it, but for right, right now, right. you can use cash for under a thousand euros. Yeah, it's yeah. some things. But I'm seeing a lot of businesses going cashless. Um, their sure. reckoning would be that employees can't steal cash, or it can steal cash, but can't steal the digital. So that's part of it. And then you have to handle it. You got to take it to the bank. Right. All that. The, so, yeah, the COVID disease was being spread through cash. Yeah. Right. And we also know that if you're going to have a one-world government. Absolutely. You know, you got to have a one-world bank. You have to control. It, it, you centralize everything. Right, right. And, and then once everything at. is centralized under one spigot, you can turn it off or on. Exactly. So it 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 kind of makes me mad, but it also excites me to think that, man, the coming of Christ Amen. is getting closer and closer every day. Amen. You can see it so clearly. If you're not saved, you better know Christ is your Savior soon because it's coming. It's imminent. It's imminent. Coming, coming. Good. Well, listen, um, it's so nice here in Florida. I'm thinking about moving down here, but uh, I don't know what church to go to. 
And uh, there's so many, so many varieties here. Um, there's Baptist, there's Independent Baptist, there's Southern Baptist, there's American Baptist, there's um, GRBC churches, uh, of course, outside hard the realm of Baptist, Baptist, hard shell, free will. Yep. So many. Missionary um, Baptist. Missionary Baptist, yeah. Uh, and all of those identify. Canadian Baptist. Oh, no. No, there's That's, none of those. Yeah. No. No, there might be. We might be starting one right here in this lanai. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many, and, and I can see where if, you know, we don't have that kind of variety in Canada. We have a couple, we have the Convention of uh, convention Baptist, we have the, um, the uh, Fellowship Baptist, and we have Independent Baptist. That's about the three. There may mm-hmm. be a few others that have snuck in there, but not, they're not very well known. And so not much, but here in the States, you have all those different ones and each of them have uh, an identification mark um, dealing with things. So as you look at a church, you've got to look at that. You've got to find out what position they hold as far as their fellowship. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's something you have to look for and identify as well. What are some other things you think of? So if I was going to have to try to find a church, first thing I would do is, not to advertise, Google it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing, you know, so yeah. you can do a lot of searching, but many of the churches that would probably be closer to where we are may not be top page. You may have to get into right. page four and five, you know, so so you don't just grab the first thing. You, I would probably do something generic like Baptist churches in X city. And mm-hmm. so then, then you you you're going to get a whole lot of markers. Now you can start identifying those markers and and see what it is, and you know either delete the idea or go to their website and see what they say. So mm-hmm. if you go to your website, you now you can do some investigation. Right, and I I will tell you that my home church, kudos to our pastor and our pastoral team there. Um, we, we started this before I left, but they really took hold of it and ran with it. They did a huge program of advertising and using all of the tools of getting your name posted first on a Google search. And if you put in church, Bible, you know, Jesus in a search engine for St. Thomas area, Bible Baptist Church comes up first. And we have seen a huge uh, number of people. It helps a lot come to our church because people do Google. Everybody's Googling now. I Google when I'm looking for a church. I'll put an independent Baptist, you know, in the area or whatever, and they'll bring up, you know, two, three, four, whatever there are down here. Now in Canada, you're going to get maybe one or two, three, maybe four in the bigger cities. Um, and so then you have an opportunity usually to find out, you know, through pictures who they are. You can listen often to the preaching online, and people do. And that's how they, yeah. they make that decision uh, based on their Google search and what they get there. So if you're a pastor today and listening to this, know that people are looking for you and you've got to make yourself available. And I've got to tell you, Brother Wolven, to our shame, a lot of times the independent churches' websites are not good. They're not easy to move about. They're they're done sh- uh, poorly. Um, I would invest some time and some money into it. And it's the way of the world today. And you might think, wow, you know, we don't have the money. I'd find the money somewhere and find somebody that knows how to do it and pay pay the amount that needs to be done. 
you're going to spend $1,000, $1,500, maybe $2,000 to have somebody do a really good website that's going to draw people to you. It's an investment in people coming to your church. And you can go out and knock doors all day, every day, and Google will bring people to you very quickly and easily if you have it set up correctly. So I'm, I'm going to say have a good website. It can be helped. Yep. A- yes, absolutely. Sure. 100%. You need to have somebody who understands the necessity of the, you know, those tags and keywords and algorithms, you know, those kind of things that'll keep you to the top of the page. Because there are many, many businesses that now they they try to push you to the second or third page and say, I can get you back to the top. But they've been pushing people off the pages in order to show them how much they need their business. So, yeah, yeah, that is really important. Right. So as you go to a website and you find a church, what's the first thing you do? Um, I'm I'm usually I'm looking for service times. I'm looking for location. Uh, I'm looking at pictures to see how many people they run. I'm looking at um, some of the activities that they're providing through those pictures. But that takes a very short time. I'm usually going right to the preaching and I'm looking for the preacher to see how the services run. Um, many of them will start with the music right at the beginning of the service and go all the way through so I can check you know, what kind of music they're doing. Um, I can check how sharp the, the program so is. So other services. You, yes. You, you're getting the past services, videos of past services. Correct, correct, absolutely. Yeah, so you can kind of see what's going on in the service without being in the service. Yeah, yeah, first thing I do is just about the same as you. I look to see uh, the pictures and what opportunities they have. But the first, then the next place I always go is, you know, what we believe or a body of doctrine or right. whatever. And so, um, you know, and I look for there, there are some many, many churches that will say something like, we believe in the inerrancy of the scriptures, mm. the holy scriptures right. in their original languages. And yeah. but, so when you see that phrase, you know, they're not King James. A- and then there are many other churches that will say, uh, they'll use that statement and say, the King James Bible is the only one that we use mm-hmm. for worship. But that doesn't mean they're King James people. You know, we get the we get the term King James only. It's more than that. It's it's either you know we believe that it has also been preserved in the English language as the mm-hmm. inerrant Word of God, right. and so it, it, if you see that, you better understand that even though they may use it and and you say the pastor preaches out of it, well then other people are going to be uh, undermining it in Bible studies and classes because they do not have that position. Right, right. Um, A couple things I would do after I check out the website is I would contact my pastor and say, hey, do you know this church? Do you know this pastor? Can you tell me anything about them? Um, If he doesn't, then you can call the church itself and ask to talk to the pastor, make an appointment to talk to the pastor, and you can ask those important questions before you go, or maybe after the first visit, if there's some things that you're concerned about, and really be prepared in knowing what to ask. And and we've given you some things. You want to know what translation of the Bible they're using. You want to know, um, you know, what their vision is. What are they? Are they a soul winning church? Are they trying to win people to Christ? 
Um, or is it maybe just an older church of people that just have been there for 50 years and you know, we're kind of satisfied and this is what we're going to be? Um, I, again, I, I don't want that church. I want a church that's going to reach the community, that's going to reach out and try to give people the gospel. And you're not going to find that out necessarily by just going to a Sunday morning service. And I would say this, go to Sunday morning, Sunday night they have it, Wednesday night, you know, whatever's available. If they're having a missions conference, go to the missions conference. Check out every aspect of the church before you make that decision to make that your church. And I would take some time before you join oh, that yes. church. Oh, yes. Take six months. It's, it's, I told people this when they came to our church. I'd rather have you date us and break up than divorce us. And that's, you know, you can get involved and do things even as a visitor to the church and getting to know the church. And I'd recommend taking some time to do that. Yes, I have always encouraged people, we're not used car salesmen and trying to force you to sign on the dotted line today. And I always do the same thing. Take your time. Be much in prayer. Make sure that that there is a, uh, you know, affinity of spirit and that you understand the same in doctrine and just Mm -hmm. the whole situation. Because my my thing is also you are going to have a conflict at our church at some point because we're human beings. It, It could be. They broke my uh, crock pot or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> yeah. ding the door in the parking lot. There's, there's going to be a point somewhere where you're going to have a confrontation. And if you take your time and pray about it, my goal and prayer is that when that upsetting event happens, that it's not going to be if I pressured somebody, then the first reaction is maybe I should never have come here. And I would rather that first impression be, well, I know God led us here, so let's get through this thing. And, right. and that to me is a huge difference on whether or not you're going to make it a, your home or we have to sort of try to sell somebody to come and stay. Right. I think, too, it gives the church an opportunity to think whether you fit there or not. And as a pastor, I'm, I'm guarding the sheep. I'm taking care. And I want to make sure that that person that's attending and wants to join is going to fit our church. And there are some people that came to our church over the years that I went to and said, you know what, we've been glad to have you, but I just I think there's another church in the area that would better suit you um, because they bring up things that raise red flags or they've asked questions and, and you can tell, you know, there's just something. And I would, I would say this too, don't, don't go in with a critical eye. Don't, don't go in and start criticizing the church that you're not a member of. You know, you're sitting in the pew. Why does the pastor do this? Why does your why is your music this? Uh, why do you teach like this? Don't do those things in a church. They're there. They're established. They're happy with what they've got, obviously. And don't don't bring that kind of spirit into the church. Go and observe and learn and and find out that maybe doing it their way is not such a bad thing. And of course, I'm not talking about you know wrong doctrine or wrong program. I'm t- I'm talking about just you know, a different style of doing things. And I think that's important that you don't just go with a critical eye. Yeah, the difference is, just to clarify, there's a difference between being, between criticizing and analyzing. Yes. You know, you do need to investigate. You do need yeah. to find out many, many things. So uh, the thing is, uh, if you're planning on going there, you cannot 
go with the idea of, well, you guys you guys are nuts about this and this is ridiculous. Right. There may be some things depending on the fact that you could be in Canada or some someplace yeah. out west where you may be an hour and 25 minutes away from a church that is solid yeah. and helpful. And you may have to get to the point of saying, well, the spiritual welfare of our family is such that mm-hmm. we may need to drive an hour, hour, 25 minutes one way and plan to stay there for the day mm-hmm. and then come back. And you're going to have to decide that for yourself. Of, but, but it's so vital to be in a place where you are truly going to get fed. Mm-hmm. I was in a church where the pastor changed the service times because he had so many people driving from long distance. So sure. rather than have, you know, 10 o'clock, you know, Sunday school morning service and then a six o'clock service, they moved it up to like two or three in the afternoon yep. Yep. to accommodate those people that were driving such a long distance so they could stay. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was a good well, idea. That's what has happened back in the pioneer days. They may not have been hundreds of miles away, but, you know, if you're riding in a covered wagon 12 miles or yeah. 14 miles, that's a good bit of time. And oh, they yeah. did go and plan on staying the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so they they did have an afternoon meeting and things, and they went back. So it's mainly a Sunday night co- out of convenience for us rather than anything else. So that's not right. that's certainly not wrong, and I would definitely consider that if it would be a blessing. You yeah. know, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I, I enjoy going to other churches when I'm on vacation or— you know, if I don't have a Sunday uh, where I'm preaching somewhere, which is seldom, but if I have that, I don't mind going to some different churches, maybe churches not even in our association, just to see how they do things, to see if there's something I could pick up on, some things I wouldn't do. Um, I, I've had some great surprises in some churches. I've, I've gone to some, and um, I went in a little callous or maybe a little jaded, and came out and thought, you know what? That that was that was something good. I, I yeah, got something. Yeah, but that's different than looking for a church home. It is, but you know, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm just you're saying that you're just there for a little bit of time, and right. it's a big difference going there and knowing we got to find a place where we got to get planted. So, yeah. so I agree with you because this is our job, mm-hmm. this is our career, this is our calling, and this is our passion, and so. If I went to churches every day, I'd be learning and saying, hey, you know, that's a pretty neat idea. We're looking at it administratively. And so, you know, they're, they've got to look at it as, a, as somebody who's looking for a church, you know, as, as a lifeline. And that, to me, makes a huge difference. Well, the point I'm trying to make is that you're probably going to have to go to a few churches before you find the one that you want to go to. And in going to those other churches, you can say, that's that's a neat idea, and that's a neat idea, and that's something I wouldn't do. And when you do get into a church, then you can say, hey, you know, I'm here, I've been involved now for a while, I want to do some things. Here's some things that maybe I could implement or we could implement. I'm I'm just saying that. I realize that, you know, visiting a church and seeing things, that's not going to carry you through. I get that. But there are things that you can pick up. And and rather than go to a church and say, well, that was just scary, um, I can go to that church and say, well, that's something I definitely do not want. It's something I definitely don't want to do or participate in. But I can also see some things and say, wow, that's that's something that maybe I could 
I could use in ministry and as a church member. So yeah. there's opportunity to that. Just you're yeah, we looking. are we are blessed here that there's a lot of good sister churches mm-hmm. in this area, and I'm thankful for that. And and we do have we do have people that are members here who said. Well, I was going to come and, you know, test out this place and another, and well, we come here two weeks. This is it. We've right. not, we're not going anywhere else, you know. Right. So that's a blessing. But I always do encourage people, maybe you need to test out another church. Maybe you do need to go somewhere else and, and yeah. just do the comparison because, uh, you know, you just need to know. You want that confirmation that I am where I am. One last thing for me yep. is I would always, I would always— try to talk to the youth director. The only time mm-hmm. I wouldn't is if I was an empty nester. Now, mm-hmm. there could be people here that, you know, they're, they've got young kids and they're like, my kids aren't going to be in the youth department. If you stay there, they are going to be one yeah. day. Yeah. And so, you know, you could have, you know, uh, Miss Wonderful teaching your kids in Sunday school and, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. And, you know, it's like, wow, this is great. And then they go to Mr. Who Knows What, you know, and, yeah. and now that's your youth department. And so just that's something you better think about as well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. is this the kind of a youth department that that really I would be satisfied with my kids to be a part of? And so I, I always think that's important to get a good concept. And, you know, as you're analyzing, not, not looking going, that's disgusting, but – I always wanted to sort of see what kind of teenagers they have there. You know, mm-hmm. are they sullen and mean and, you know, angry all the time? And they, you know, or do they sing and do they smile? Uh, do they welcome anybody? You know, I mean, so I, I think that's really indicative of what kind of a spirit that church is going to have. Yeah, I'll leave you with this. I've gone to some churches and just for fun, I'll sit next to someone and say, hey, why do you come to church here? <laughs> why, do you, why do you come here? And if, and if they say, listen, this is where God meets with his people. Amen. And our pastor delivers the word and, you know, people love us here. Find out, find out why people go there. And if they say, well, we just always gone here. Well, that's not a good answer. You know, you want to you hear from people and, and find out what the truth is. And um, you, you can ask those questions. And mm. I'll, I'll close with this. Have you ever had someone visit your church uh, looking for a church, and you've sent them to another independent Baptist church in the city? Have you I ever have. done that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah was have. it because they were closer, or they're just a better fit? or Sometimes what? closer. Sometimes they, they just didn't seem settled okay. at our place. They, they're yeah. like, well, it's okay. And so I've given them a list. Not that I want them to go, and I tell them, we'd love for you to stay here. Yeah. But yeah. maybe you should check these guys out because they're good men. And yeah. uh, the, it's a good church. Not that I want to get rid of somebody. Now, one time, it's only happened one time that I gave somebody a list and they visited like seven others and came back and joined, you oh, know, good. with us. But yeah. generally, you know, if I give them the list, I don't see them again. Yeah. But yeah. good for them. They, they yeah. need to find a place that fits them. It's yeah. so vital. You have a great fellowship of preachers there, and that's awesome when you guys can work together and kind of give a heads up if somebody moves. You know, hey, somebody's moving to your area. They're great people. You know, go yes. after them. Or, hey, they're coming, and they, they cause a lot of problems here. That's that's a help, too, for preachers. So yes. there you go. All right, that's Wednesday, and we've done it t- uh, 24 minutes, almost 24 minutes. So 
for a topic that we were a little shaky on, we, uh, we're doing okay. And I think I got some stuff for Friday for you. So Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. So it's so quiet here. All the birds have moved away. They've all left. It was probably that poison bird you seed. You and your I shotgun. Poison bird seed. <laughs> well, what it was is they were stool pigeons, mm. and they've all flown back to Canada, and they're they're telling uh, your yeah. prime minister everything yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So from Florida again, uh, great to be with you again today. And uh, I'm Al Stone, and uh, taking just a, a few days down here to get ready to go home. Uh, I'm getting ready for my meetings coming up. They start in February, and uh, I'll be hitting the road. I, I should be in Israel. We should be in Israel in February, but we're not going to be there. Sad, sad, sad. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lord's doing some great things and seeing some great things happen, and praise the Lord for that. I'm Al Stone. After hearing that a lot of times just for kicks you ask people, why in the world do you even come to this place? That's right. Um, I need to look at my schedule about May of 2025. <laughs> I I think I think I may need to do a little bit of adjusting. No, you need to have me come. Scratch, you need scratch to have me come. out revival <laughs> with that down. Okay. Right. <laughs> why? With that preacher, would you come to <laughs> you know, this church? I mean, you say not critical, but whenever you go, <laughs> why do you come to this church? You know, I mean, I know the words you said is still the same, but it's the way that you say it is just. That's right. That's what my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> the words aren't too bad, but it's the way you say it. <laughs> Your tone. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, well, I love you too. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, from Dan Wolven, Columbus, Ohio, and me, <laughs> we hope that you're going to your church for the right reasons. Amen. <laughs> and if you have to move, oh, man, we know the heartache. We know the hardship. Oh, yeah. If you can find another great church, God bless you. That's Make awesome. Make your church Look, better. Yeah, that go go in to add to it. Don't take from it. Add to Amen. it. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Friday talking about this uh, topic of uh, how do you find a good church when you move? A great question, and we appreciate it very much. God bless yes. you. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Friday. Have a great day, eh? And one day Al Stone will say, why do you come here? <laughs> why do you listen to this podcast? What are you, nuts? <laughs> You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.